Put a pass in the slot. Smith Ellis. He shoots. Thurling is down with a butterfly save. At home, passing to Ribeiro. Now to Forsberg over the hot line. He shoots. Kick save is made by Darling. Down to Wilson along the right boards. Cuts to the slot. Gave it to Ribeiro. He fired a shot. Darling is down with a butterfly save. He's lost his goal stick. And then from behind the net, Ribeiro tried to bank one off of Darling's equipment and have it go into the hot net. But Darling shut the door there. Scott Darling, the Chicago area native, putting on a show here in the Music City. That's why John Weidman's one of the best. Scott Darling, a hometown hero, Stanley Cup champ, and now broadcaster on the Blackhawks NBC Sports Chicago pre, post, and intermission coverage. He's joining Pat Boyle, Colby Cohen, Kaylee Chelios, all that fine crew. And he joins us now on Blackhawks Live on WGN Radio. Scott, how's it going, man? Thanks so much for joining us. No worries. Uh, I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, listen, I, I definitely want to get into what you're going to be doing this year on the TV side and uh, everything about you. But really quick, what's what's impressed you about this Blackhawks team so far? Uh, I mean, I'm biased, but got to say the goaltending. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did want to ask about Pete Mrazek and Alex Stalock, that's that's two goaltenders that have no problem playing the puck. Alex Stalock especially, and he's actually said that he feels like he has to do that because his size, he's not one of the biggest goaltenders. H- how much of that really goes into a goaltender's confidence? I mean, you're a bigger guy. Did you, did you feel more confident in between the pipes because of your size? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for Alex... He's on the smaller side, uh, you know, on the spectrum of, so he has to be aggressive and play out. But he is honestly probably the best puck puck handling goalie I've I've seen since Marty Turco. Um, And, you know, for the Hawks, you know, and Mrazic's a great puck handler too, so that's really helping. Like, you can't dump the puck in on the Hawks this year because the goalies are going to get it right out of the zone. So, that's going to be a huge attribute for the boys to uh, to help help the team. Yeah, and it seems pretty cool too that Luke Richardson is all for it, and he feels that that can incorporate with his offense and his defensive scheme. And I don't know, wouldn't be surprised to see a couple assists from each goaltender this year. Yeah, they'll be putting up points. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, let's talk about you and what you're doing now. It's it's really cool because it seems like a good combination of everything you're good at. Talking about hockey, being in front of an audience, putting your own personal twist on this on this new gig. What are you most excited about this new role? Um, it's just fun. It's you know, uh, as a you know, one year retired, just starting a new endeavor. You know, taking on a new challenge um, and. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I've only done one game so far. I think my next game is a home opener. And, um, you know, everyone there is great. And, you know, I'm a little baby. You got to hold my hand. Tell me, just tell me what to do. Like, like I'm an athlete. It's like, you tell me what to do. I'll do it the best I can. And so um, it's, uh, it's very exciting for me. I do remember you being really good with the media. Did you ever envision yourself being in this kind of position when you figured your hockey career would be over? Um, not really. Um, but you know, as I've you know kind of transitioned out of playing, um, you know, I've gotten into stand-up comedy and kind of like, kind of 
like being more, you know, kind of like when you're playing, you're kind of like buttoned up, like, you know, because I'm a goofball in real life, but you're kind of like buttoned up and not being, you know, who you really are. Um, And so I'm excited to kind of bring that into, you know, Blackhawks fans' lives, like in their living rooms. So I'm excited to, um, you know, share my, you know, knowledge from playing and also kind of, you know, bring some light to what could be uh, the greatest season. <laughs> yeah, just just letting your hair down, letting loose and being yourself. Uh, t- tell me more about the stand-up comedy. How did you first get into that? Um, so I've always loved stand-up. I never thought I would actually do it. Um, and then I was watching a show at the Laugh Factory in Chicago, and uh, this comedian went on, and he was hilarious. So we had the same type of humor. And I met him in the lobby, like just by happenstance, you know, Blackhawks, like whatever. And he, we became great friends. His name's Ray Wisbrock. And um, he told me, he's like, just try it. Do it one time. Just, you know, open for me once. If you don't like it, well, you know, I'll never ask you to do it again. So him and I, we drove to Valparaiso, Indiana, and I did it, and I was terrible. Um, and but I loved it. Like I loved it. Wow! The, like nervous, anxious excitement, like the rush up your spine. It like reminded me of playing in the NHL. And um, ever since then, I've been you know that's you know my big my my favorite thing that I do most nights. <laughs> did I? Uh... I, I mean, what what about it was was so rough the first time? Was it just crickets? Was was it no jokes for Landon? Or what what do you think went wrong with it? It was just like I, I was like I look back because like I I was so like monotone. I was so nervous. Like you just see it on me. <laughs> like I was so like you know bland and you know slow. And like now, now that I've like gotten more comfortable, like now it's like put a mic in my hand, like let's go, like let's go, and I just turn it on, and I'm eccentric and loud, and you know my humor is like kind of dark, um, but I, I look back at like because I, I call it like game game tape because I, I film all my you know shows, so um, watching from where I started to where I am now, it's. You know, it, it's just like anything. You got to work at it and get good. And, you know, it's been uh, it's been going pretty well. Yeah, and I'll echo that because I've seen a couple of clips that you've posted or that are just online, and you don't look nervous at all on those. So I, I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, listen, I it takes guts to do stand up, so I can only imagine what the first trial is like. Um, but it's just like anything; you got to practice to get better. Was there any good advice you got for doing stand up comedy? Well. I mean, yeah, I've gotten a lot of good advice. Um, but the big thing is, like, you, ha- you have to, like, be okay with, like, not doing good one night. Right. You know, like, bombing, you know. Like, as me as an athlete, like, I, if I had a bad game, I would, like, lose sleep for days over it, you know. And early on in comedy, if I bombed, like, I would, like – you know, oh my, like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And comedians are like, you know, there's always a, a, there's always another stage, there's always another show. Like, 
just because, like, I mean, humble brag. I haven't bombed that many times in my <laughs> new comedy career, but um, I have. I'd probably say I have like three bombs. Um, but it's just like being okay. And, and, you know, the hecklers, it's like, it reminds me the same thing playing hockey, like the people you hear on Twitter, but like a heckler in, in front of you when you're actually like in the, you know, a theater and right. improv, like, you know, kind of just like, just like, don't let it eat away at you. And cause like, it's going to happen. So that's like, um, a, a big thing that early on, it was hard for me, but now, like, I don't care. Like you shouldn't. I've been heckled. Someone tried to run me out of the Laugh Factory a couple weeks ago, and I, oh, I, I put him in a grave. You so. okay? All right, because that's. <laughs> I feel like that's the most challenging thing about stand-up comedy, but it also makes the best comedians is when they're able to give it back because it's so real. You don't have time to prepare for that at all. Yeah, I mean, like so this guy. It, it, uh, one of the things about comedy, like new, when I'm like practicing, it's like time. You need time, so you have to worry about you know how many jokes you can tell and all this stuff and this guy he he tried to like just a front row just a, just a heckler just a guy who's like just there to ruin someone's night and he took like two minutes out of my set just giving it to me and i was like but i, I mean i put him in a body bag <laughs> and so it's just and even that in itself is like funny for the audience to like um you know see that so is is there anything from that retaliation, radio arable, remind you that you're on the radio right now? Anything from that that you can share with us? <laughs> yeah, the guy. So I, I have like a nervous tick when I'm on stage. And so I I look down and this guy thought I was reading like notes, but I, I wasn't. And he was like, memorize it, memorize it. I was like, I'm not reading anything. I just like, when I do my punchlines, I kind of look down after like, that's, you know, a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, he was like, you're a bum. You're a bum. And I was like, I was like, you know what the best part about winning the Stanley Cup is? I don't care what you have to say. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're a loser. You're a loser. And I was like, uh, Dude, I was like, I mean, twenty million dollars playing hockey. I literally don't care what comes out of your mouth. And then he's like, I'm, I'm getting, up. I'm getting up. You're putting me to sleep. You're putting me to sleep. You're reading it, and I was like, you probably should go to sleep because you got to get up and work at Walmart tomorrow. Like, and, and just, you know, just like back and forth, and like we went back and forth for like two minutes. And I was like, oh my god, I, I, I didn't have that much time on set that night, so I was like. Just, you know, some people are, that's... Uh, right, right. Well, it, I mean, you, you clearly got some of those confidence backers in your back pocket with the Stanley Cup ring and, and some of the money you've made, so I'm sure that definitely helps. But that's the cool thing about you, Scott, is you're very open, you know, you're, you're not afraid to shy away from uh, your life and what you've gone through. I, I just reread your Players' Tribune article, and it's just, it's so enlightening, and it's it's just, what a story, and uh, I, I think it's important that you are vocal about it and express yourself because people who might be going through the same types of situations might feel the need to bottle it up and and hide from it. And, uh, you know, you you basically explained how getting help and and talking to people and and expressing emotions helped you out so much. I mean, is is there anything that you want to to put out there to somebody that might be going through a rough time because, you know, you're such a success story of it? I mean, honestly, talk. Like, I, I... 
you know, I went through things when I was younger and, and now even as an adult, like it turned like a corner in my, like 31, I'd say 30. And it's like being vulnerable. If you're having just talk, like have this, your friends, family, anybody in your life, like don't be embarrassed about how you're feeling. Like just like, even to this day, I'll call my mom. I'm 33 years old. If I'm having a rough day, I'll like call my mom and tell her how I'm feeling. Or my therapist, who unfortunately just passed away on me. Oh my gosh! So I got to find a new one. But um, <laughs> so I, I have new jokes about that in my stand-up too. <laughs> um, you, you did say you have dark humor. I mean, I I know it all comes from a good pla- you know, just, good place. I mean, just it's okay to be vulnerable, right? And right. that's something that took me a while to learn. Um, but if I'm having a bad day, I, I call my best friend. I'm like, man, I'm 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 just having a bad day. Like talk you know that that my biggest advice is don't be afraid like you're not a wuss because you're you're feeling sad or like you know struggling with something like that's what your friends and your network and your family's for it's it's, it's okay it doesn't make you less of a, like a, a person to be feeling some way so um that's my biggest advice it took me a while to learn and that's coming from a hockey player, Stanley Cup champ. I, I think it's it's important that you say that kind yeah, of stuff, Scott. I'll, I'll beat the wheels off you, but I'll cry sometimes. <laughs> so it's like, I, like it doesn't make you less of a person, right? You know? It's a good balance. It's a necessary balance. Yeah. Very cool. Well, hey, Scott, listen, I mean, you're the competition. You're on the pre-post intermission for TV. We do it on the radio side, but you're, you're just such a guy that I wanted on the show. That's why you're here. So it's not often we put the rival uh, content on, on the air with us, but really appreciate you taking time out of your Monday night and, uh, you know, hope, hoping to get to know you along this year and, and really looking forward to somewhat working with you. All right. All right, Scott, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you down the road, okay? All right. Thanks, Ed. That is Scott Darling again. Stanley Cup champ with the Blackhawks in 2015 and now part of the NBC Sports broadcast crew for pre, post, and intermission.